GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another episode of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today's show will be bigger on the inside than it appears on the outside, with four incredibly talented cast members from Doctor Who universe. So without further ado, let's reverse the polarity of the neutron flow and bring them all in. Our first guest, she is an actress whose credits include Crossroads, Freewheelers, and The Many Lives of Patrick. Today, she joins us to discuss the role of of two companions she has portrayed. Zoe, companion to Patrick Troughton's second Doctor, and Jenny, companion to Trevor Martin's alternate fourth Doctor from the original stage production, Doctor Who and the Daleks in The Seven Keys to Doomsday. Please welcome Wendy Padbury. Hi. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us here today. You're more than welcome. Oh, absolutely. And like I said before, first of all, a tremendous, uh, tremendous work that you did during the time you were with Troughton, and that remains very dear to my heart. The episodes that still exist, of course, <laughs> some of them are yeah. lost to the vortices, but uh, the recreations are slowly coming out, and they are quite a marvel. I did want to take this moment to talk a little bit about Seven Keys to Doomsday. Very first time that uh, they did Doctor Who on a live stage, and they brought you in to play the character character of Jenny and not yeah. Zoe, a different companion. What was that experience like? It was very interesting. I mean, obviously completely different. Jenny was completely different to Zoe. And also it was on the stage. So the whole feel of the thing was completely different. It was a really good story, a really, really good story. The only problem was it was so incredibly technical and actually a bit before its time, it made it really difficult to, we were all always very conscious that every sentence and every word we said was some sort of technical cue for a lighting thing or a something or a something to drop down or a, we had screens at the back which I don't think anybody had done before mm. and matching all that up and managing all that was really complex so it was it was a really technical show but a very successful show unfortunately we hit the West End at the time of the IRA bombings and so oh our, dear fell off why would anyone bring their children to central london you know at that period of time and there was talk about we were going to go on the road with it but the sets were too big they yeah into most regional theaters so uh, the the dalek the daleks alone are incredibly cumbersome i have a friend that has one and yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had things much much bigger than Dalek. oh yeah i know i've seen the pictures trust yeah. me i mean it was a yeah it was quite something. It was quite something. But it was brilliant to work with um, Trevor Martin, who was an incredible doctor, actually. I always thought maybe he should have been a doctor on TV. You know, I thought he was just brilliant. So it was, yeah, it was a really, really interesting show. Absolutely. And of course, it was very nice that Trevor got to do the audio reenactment of it. And your character, Jenny, was replaced by another fine actress who happens to be uh, your daughter. I know. I mean, that's <laughs> not fair, is it? No, and also, she didn't. She didn't tell me. I didn't know about it until I was at a convention and somebody said to me, what was it like to listen to your daughter doing the, you know, playing Jenny in seven? And I said, sorry, what? What? I didn't know she had. And I really didn't know she had. And then I listened to, and, and that person who asked me the question came back later in the day and gave me a CD to listen to it. So I listened to it on the way home in the car and I thought, no, 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 no. They've made a mistake. This, this is definitely me. This is me. They must have recorded this. This was at the very beginning. They must have recorded this when we were doing it because that sounds like me. And it took me quite a few minutes to realize actually it wasn't me. It was Charlie. Yeah. So no, it was really good and, and, and lovely to hear. Yeah. <laughs> 
She didn't, didn't even send it to you or call you up that she was done. It's like, wow. Well, no, no, that's none of that. That's showbiz. <laughs> we don't talk much about work and things. So, you know, it was one of those things. Uh, no, absolutely. Fair, fair. And of course, you've come back to Big Finish as the character of Zoe as yeah, well. Right. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about some Big Finish when we bring our rest of our guests. Our next hat guest, actually, she is an actress whose work includes Stella Bang and the Library Suicides, whose title in its original Welsh, I will not dare to pronounce. But today she joins us to discuss the role of Victorian adventurous Jenny Flint. Please welcome Katrin Stewart. Hello. Hi. How are you? So good. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so wonderful. How are things in your corner of the world? Yeah, good. I've, I'm visiting my cousin at the moment in Devon, which is in southern England, and it's very beautiful here. So I feel very lucky because we don't know. There'll probably be another lockdown soon. So making mm. the most of my freedom. As long as you're staying safe, we want yeah. you to come back, come back in, in good spirits and in good health. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Our next guest, she is an actress whose credits include The Biz, Blackadder, and Star Trek Continues. Today, she's here to talk about the role of Perpagillium Brown, a.k.a. Perry, also known as the American Companion, to the fifth and sixth Doctors, and the beloved of the Bellicose, King Yurkanos. Please welcome Nicola Bryant. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, it is absolutely such a pleasure. And how are you doing in your corner of the world? Very good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Absolutely, absolutely. And finally, he is an actor whose body work includes The Brothers, War and Peace, and Blake Seven. For most, he is the sixth doctor. For some, he is the doctor. Please welcome back to the GalaxyCon virtual stage, Mr. Colin Baker. Hello. I thought I'd remind you what I used to be like before I became what I am like. Are you ready? Yes. Big reveal. Uh, are you sure? <laughs> That's what happens when four uh, decades pass. Uh, what a delight for you all. Uh, Colin's always a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing, sir? Me, I'm fine. I'm uh, here in what was sunny Buckinghamshire until a couple of weeks ago, and is a couple of days ago, and is now gloomy, freezing, yes. cold, and there's a gale blowing. But that's the joy of England. <laughs> all the seasons in. Within a week, you can get some, summer, spring, winter, autumn, and others that haven't been invented yet. I'm in Florida. We have summer, 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 and two weeks of autumn. Yeah, how boring <laughs> for you. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, thank you all for joining us here at the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Definitely look forward to when the world gets a little bit back to normal and we can bring you back on our physical stages and get you all back in front of your fans. And in the meantime, we are here in this online forum and thank you for joining us. While our team is pulling questions from the audience, I would like to uh, I'll just throw this out. You, uh, you've all done work for Big Finish, so I would like to know. What was it like when you were first offered the opportunity to revisit these characters that you played in live action and the opportunity uh, without uh, makeup or, in Colin's case, certainly uh, costume constraints? Well, if you're asking me first... <laughs> well, yeah, go right ahead, sir. The costume was never a problem for me. Really? Because I was on the inside looking out. It was your... You poor people had to endure it. I liked it. I love that costume. Did you? Yeah. It kept you warm, didn't it, Nicola? Yes. <laughs> um, we were always yeah. filming in the freezing cold, and my open my costume, in pop Nicola, close it again. <laughs> That's the worst things in life. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Colin, what was it like then when you got that uh, offer to do, come in and do Big Finish? Well, it, it was a, a delight. Um, I, fortunately, I knew most of the people involved, and I knew them to be 
A, very good Doctor Who fans, and B, oh, yes. good writers and directors. And so um, Peter and Sylvester and I were the original three who started off. And it was like putting on a warm overcoat you haven't worn for a few years. It, you snuggle back into it very quickly. And it was a joy. It was an absolute joy. And in my case in particular, because uh, old Sixie, as I refer to my doctor, never really completed the journey that we had in mind when yeah. we started out. And it gave him, i.e. me, the opportunity to do that. And uh, I will owe Big Finish a huge debt, um, not only for supporting me through, especially in COVID, that's the only employer out there. And you, COVID. So it's Big Finish and GalaxyCon, please. You're my friends forever. Um, <laughs> and the standard of the scripts was right from the very beginning was, well, there's not one script Big Finish has produced which has not been better than the majority of the ones we did on screen. I don't know if Nicola will agree with me. but yeah, uh, scripts have and, been amazing. And, and, of course, on audio, the horrible things are even more horrible. You say, what a beautiful face. We all have our own picture of that face, so it works for everyone. Whereas on television, if you say, oh, she's very good looking, and half the audience is going, oh, she's not all that, is she? Um, <laughs> on audio, it doesn't happen. And I still look the same on audio. <laughs> I still look like that on audio. Uh, so big finish, bless them. Uh, I, I've done another one this week. I'm, I've done hundreds now. I love it. You have it's 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 a delight. I uh, I I you have kept me company on many a, a long drive. Actually, you all have really. So oh, thank you. For you. That. It was you. Yeah. That car. <laughs> we did one together, yeah. didn't we? What? We did one together. A big finish. We did. We did. Yeah. Too long yeah. ago, though. Far yeah. too yeah, long ago. Far too long. Yeah. That got very mixed reviews from the fans with as to why they would put Zoe with your doctor. It was quite controversial in the end. <laughs> I think now, given decades of big finish, and given the fact that the fourth doctor suddenly appears as a pensioned off librarian on Gallifrey, I think anything could happen. So absolutely, absolutely. I love doing it because they were. We were trying to. The first ones I did were Zoe trying to remember what had been wiped. Yeah. from her memory yeah. uh, when she left. And that was really interesting, actually. I was I've really concerned been... because, well, obviously I sound, I don't sound like I sounded in Doctor Who. I was, I was, well, A, I was very young and B, I was very squeaky and uh -huh. I was very high pitched, but I can't do that anymore. So I was a bit nervous, but being able to play Zoe at an age um, was really, really interesting. So I, I've loved doing them. And and yeah. I haven't been able to get over from France here to to do any since you know, I've got some to do, but I can't get over there to do them. So I really always look forward to them. Well, get on your. Do, I don't go to Big Finish anymore. I sit at home with my home studio. Get yourself well, a microphone. Home studio. I mean, you're <laughs> posh. You, you're really posh. You just have home studios and things. Obviously, a microphone and that. That's my home it's studio. A, yeah. Oh, amazing. They oh, sent right. us the microphone during lockdown to record. Oh, really? To say um, my dog too. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, just like Colin was saying, it was brilliant through lockdown. They were 
Oh, hang on. Are we showing off dogs all of a sudden? We are now. Yes. It's a very strange dog, but okay. It's a great looking cat. Thank you. Thank you. She's a diva and she knows it. How cute. Oh, adorable. Oh, it suits you, that dog. (laughs) I have a very poorly diabetic dog. Oh. Oh. Yes. Who has to stuck in her twice a day. So the other the, one's not here, but this is the rescue one. Oh, what's what, what's, what's what's the name? Marnie. Marnie. Oh. So to, Nicola, what, what was what was it like for you to come back in Big Finish and revisit the American accent? Uh, it was fine. Yes, <laughs> the difficulty is mostly going into British stores and people going, "Where are you from?" Because the American R is pretty much there most of the time now. Yeah. So I worked really hard to be British. It's harder to do that. It's been so long. No, it's great. And exactly as Colin describes it, it is a nice warm overcoat. I just go a comfy pair of slippers. You know, you, you just slip into the role and you, you don't have to be worried about, oh, now what's my, what's the background of my character? What do I, what do I need to research? You know, you, just, you know everything about your character. You know about the journey. And as with Colin, we, we got to expand. Exciting. It was very exciting. Indeed. Uh, it's been interesting to see how the directions they've taken the character since her departure from the show, which I always thought, yeah, it's kind of nice. I think in one of the novels, uh, your character and uh, Brian Blessed's character, he became a professional wrestler on Earth and you were his valet or something. Yeah. I didn't maybe know like that. that. Funny enough. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was like, yeah. Mm, yeah, okay. Well, whatever floats your boat. That's what's so great about Doctor Who, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the variety and the ideas and all the different plots. There's got to be one that you're going, yeah, that's really me. And I really love that one. So <laughs> I like the diversity that we can find in Doctor Who. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you're, you're, you're the big finished version, though, I think had a much better exodus of the character and transition and exit yeah, back yeah. up. Indeed. Hey, Katrin, you are the new one of the extended Doctor Who family in this group. You had a, a mildly fast turnover from TV. To, when did you get to approach to, hey, do you want to keep uh, going? Yeah, we were very loved by the fans, which was lovely on, uh, on yes, the telly. Were. And lots of people were talking about having our own spin off. So Big Finish got in there, which I think is a great idea. So, yeah, we've got the Paternoster Gang spin-off series. I think we've done three series now. We recorded one or two episodes during lockdown, which was great. As I said, they sent us a mic and we could all see each other over Zoom. It wasn't the same as being in the studio. But, yeah, it's just great to revisit the characters and, like, explore so much more of their relationship and their world through this Big Finish series. And just be with Dan and Neve again, who play Strax and Vastra. But also the, they just get brilliant actors into come and play the other roles and yeah you don't have to learn your lines you don't have to do any research you sort of do great lunches as everyone says yeah yeah I really like doing audio work and yeah I still don't know whether I get Jenny's voice it takes a while to get back into the character's voice because we played it on telly so long ago so I think she probably sounds a bit different now but yeah and they really involve us in storylines and things so it's really great Absolutely. It's been, like I said, it has been a delight to see you all on the telly and it's been a delight to continue to hear you all in my car. So once again, (laughs) I thank you for that. And I thank you for your contributions to this show, which has been very near and dear to my heart for such a long time. And thank you all again. And that's a credit to all of you as actors as well for carrying these characters and continue to carry these characters. And our producers let me know that we are good on audience questions. So I will go ahead and ask Jude, our awesome producer, roll our first one, which comes from Arsite87. 
Who or what is your favorite villain of the franchise? And Wendy, would you like to start us off? Oh, that's a tough one. Are we talking my era or uh, Any- I can never really talk about my era, really? Any- Although, Any- I... Any era you like. Yes. What were the Matt Smith story? Was the angels a Matt Smith story? The weeping angels, the statues? The weeping angels. I thought they were utterly terrifying. I really did. Um, my era, I think Ice Warriors sent a shiver down my spine. I thought they were pretty creepy. Yeah, and always a always a Cyberman is a... Oh, movie. yeah, definitely. And you don't want you to had- one of those on a dark night, ever. Y- <laughs> you had you had several varieties of them during that tenure. So absolutely, oh, right. some a lot better than others. I must admit, <laughs> some costumes less baggy than others. You know, <laughs> absolutely fair, absolutely fair. Uh, Katrin, how about you? Did you say the worst? Men. Not yet. Oh, they terrify me. But also, I was just thinking then, Richard E. Grant's character in the Christmas special, Mr. S- was it Dr. Simeon? Yeah, he plays it so well, that sort of villainous character. And yeah, I got to act with him, so I'd yeah. say him. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. He's another lost doctor as well. So, Colin, how about you? Well, the question is favorite villain, which implies uh, yeah, it's a villain like favorite villain. I mean, for instance, the angels. I've always been very rude about the angels because I've always said that a sensible doctor, i.e., not the one that they met, would simply do that. Yeah, guys, <laughs> and the angels wouldn't get them. And Big Finish have done a, recently a story, I don't know if it's out yet, with me and the angels. And the author obviously read my comment and I was hoist by my own petard because the angels didn't fall for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess hey. they are busy <laughs> I think the, the one where you forget you've met them, what are they called? You meet them, you go away, and you can't remember having met them. What are they called? Somebody uh, must know. There must be a new fan out there. Someone is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's in the new program. It's in the new series. Yeah, you have to mark. You have to put those marks on your face yeah. to remember that you've met them in the past. Oh, uh, I'm I thought that blank. Was really scary. Yes, forgetting. Not yes, to and that's just my. Standing out now from home. Another villain as well. I'm sure I'm drawing a blank, but I'm positive in our chat room it's going nuts with uh, several people telling us what it is. We'll try to revisit that. Nicola, how about you? I'm just going to say it's. Nicola. Nicola, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. And I think it's those, the ones that appear to be human. So I've always found the master rather scary. Mm. Because he can appear to be one of us and then reveals himself some evil devilish plot that he has hoisted upon us. And he lures you into that false sense of, oh, I'm reformed. He always comes back and claims he's reformed himself, like many folk we could name. But it's that thing where you're just going, this man is is so, his designs are always so evil and he never really wants to redeem himself at all. And the fact that he can disguise himself amongst us so easily, he is kind of one of my favourite villains. So I was really thrilled to start out with him. Literally. And Davros. I have to say Davros. Oh, yeah, because, Davros. Yeah. Yeah. because he occupies the same territory. Yeah. Uh, I've got yeah. audio stories with Davros. 
where he's convinced an entire world that he's working for their benefit and the doctor has to go and help him because it sounds like he's doing something good. But of course he isn't. No. The part of a yeah. true villain. A mastermind. Terry will be joining us tomorrow, actually. So oh, good. Uh, we'll have Davros in the house. So and <laughs> seven, thank you so much. That was a great question. And what do we have next from Diana? If you could use the TARDIS and travel to any time period and meet a historical figure, who would it be and why? Hmm. I'll, uh, I'll popcorn this. If somebody comes up with an answer, they can start us off. I'll start you off. All righty. There are several political leaders, and as I'm talking to America at the moment, I'll be careful what I say. I would travel in the TARDIS to a time just before certain political leaders' parents met each other and somehow distract them from doing so. Uh, there are quite a few I can think of. Oh, well, I think that. Wow. Yes, yeah. me too. Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't wish them any harm, but not having existed would be pretty good. Fair. <laughs> very diplomatic here. <laughs> yeah, very. I always get very practical because that's kind of my nature. When this question asks, I go, "Now, what period do I want to visit? What kind of sanitation is there? Will I be cold? What yeah. would I have to wear?" Yeah. And then what's the box like? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good food. Yeah. I won't get anything vegetarian. You know, there's all these thoughts running through my head, which I don't think you're meant to have when you actually answer this question. If I ignore all those logical things, that practical things that I ask myself, I would love to go back and sit in Shakespeare's cottage and watch him working mm. and talk to him about his villains and his heroines and just to see him working and to watch one of the plays as it would have been performed then would be amazing, providing you can survive all those other practical things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the sanitation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. Exactly. Hey, again, as a Floridian, I'm a big fan of air conditioning. <laughs> Where I'd like to go, I don't know who I'd like to actually. I have no idea at the moment. I'll think on. I always say the Egyptian mm -hmm. period just because I think it's fascinating, but I can't think who. No, <laughs> that's fair. Absolutely, you know, built those pyramids and all the mummies. And My go-to in this question is always Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a, a tiny bit of interest, briefly, to go back to the time that Stonehenge was made. Yes, no. exactly what it was. I have this theory that there was a race of giants then. They had these little stones they were playing with and made a pattern and wandered off and died. Stonehenge, actually, Stonehenge is fascinating, isn't it? Yes. It's absolutely fascinating. It's so old. I mean, really. And it's and been the there and will be there for... How did they get there? Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. Watching it built. Yeah. It was giant. Yeah. That would be good. Diana, thank you. That was a great one. And this comes from Jake. Which doctor would you want to team up with in a multi doctor story? <laughs> Does that mean two doctors teaming up? Yeah. You can pick as many doctors as you like. Oh, oh, well. Which doctor? Obviously, it was Carl. Obviously. Wendy. Obviously, oh, it was And then we go to, for me, we go to maybe Chris Eccleston. Sylve. I love the quirkiness of Sylve. And then, you know, the obvious ones, you know, your David Tennant's and your Matt Smith and, <laughs> you know, what's not to love. I'm getting old, you know, give me a break. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think David Tennant and Peter Capaldi would be good together in an episode. Mm. I love Matt Smith, you see, but then... Yeah, yeah. he's my dog. Yeah. But I yeah. love Matt Smith. I, I, 
I loved, I loved all, um, I've loved them all. There isn't yeah, one yeah. that I thought, oh, this one's not for me. You know, there's none that I've gone, that's not my doctor. They're all my doctor. But, you know, I have been spoiled by having Colin. It's very difficult, you know, for any of them to come close. But um, I would be very happy to team up with any of the other doctors because they've all been fantastic. Hmm. Been and are. Mm. I think all the doctors are wonderful, but because my doctor was particularly in love with himself, um, <laughs> I think it would probably be more appropriate if it were J- Jody that I was in love with myself. Oh, yes, that's fair enough. Be good one. Yeah. Absolutely. I just want to see all the doctors all at once in a big gargantuan story, but that's. <laughs> That's just me. But Jake, thank you. It was a great one. And let's roll the next one from Nicholas. What was the funniest moment behind the scenes? Hmm. (laughs) You've got a naughty look on your face already. He's he's going, well, I'll do funniest to me or funniest to everyone else. Because there were so many pranks played upon me. Let's have funniest for you. Funniest for me. Oh, funniest. For me, was when we had, uh, gosh, I don't, I don't know which episode it was, but basically myself and the special effects team, and they put an extra piece in our spot that we'd read during rehearsals, which had mentioned about the doctor being stripped down to a loincloth and put in a cell for spiders. And Colin doesn't like spiders. Really? Colin doesn't like spiders. So everyone was like, no, 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 this is this this scene is real. Yeah, you're gonna have to do that. And then when we got to the studio, while Colin was recording, we completely, myself and the special effects teams, redecorated his dressing room for him. <laughs> so there was a big spider's web as he came in with a big spider to greet him. And lots of spiders all over his dressing table and all over everywhere. And Colin didn't even go in, he just opened the door and he went, right. Remove all that. Take all that away. Take it away. So everything was taken away except for... And Colin, would you like to tell the end of this story? Yes. I went into my dressing room and did exactly as she said. Bear in mind, before we started filming, John Nathan Turner said, is there anything you really don't like? And I'd said, I'm not keen on spiders. I don't want to do a spider story. And so having done all that she did, I I didn't realise how much you were involved in it, actually. No, no, I was an innocent. And then I needed to go to the loo and I lifted the lid (laughs) and they had cantilevered a bloody spider inside it. This thing came out and headed for the part of my anatomy that was nearest to it, which is not where I wanted spiders to be anywhere near. That's what she did to me. Why are these things so funny? I mean, the funniest thing for me was it happened every single recording and it was always funny. The same thing every week. And that was when we were waiting in the TARDIS in our little box waiting for action we Fraser and I used to debag Pat so we'd all this was on rehearsal obviously not on recording so every single rehearsal last rehearsal dress rehearsal we would pull his trousers down and push him out (laughs) we did it every single week and it used to make us laugh so much and we never got bored of it it's it's and so then did you laugh when you were filming? Was it hard not to call? Oh, yes. <laughs> Very hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> but always funny. Always funny. 
Great, great fun. Yeah. yeah. We got things. Spiders and pant pulling. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ketra, how about you? Any well, worse? Mine not, I don't know. It wasn't, I can't think of anything really funny. I guess the one moment that sticks out is slapping Matt Smith, but I don't know whether that was funny. I found it quite funny. But um, <laughs> in the Crimson Horror episode, he opens the TARDIS. Is it a TARDIS? Oh, God, where does he come out of? He's been locked up somewhere. Sorry, I can't remember where. And I open the door and he goes, Jenny, 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 Jenny. And I think on the day he kissed me on the lips. I don't know whether... Yeah, that was in the script. Or maybe that wasn't in the script. I can't remember. But I decided to slap him after the kiss. And I think that was in the script, but it was a very, very hard slap. So actually on the time, I didn't find it funny. It was only after I could laugh because I felt so bad. Um, but now when I watch it back, I have really fond mem- funny memories of the spontaneity of that moment. That's, yeah. <laughs> Great. Nicholas, thank you. That was a fun one. What do we have next? From Nagio, what scene that you've done for Dr. Who was your favorite to shoot? Oh my goodness, that's really hard. Okay, I've got one. Somebody's got one. (laughs) It was the three of us, myself, Colin, and Fraser, hiding. We had to wait for a queue, and the camera was a long way away. We had this long walk down. We were in Seville, so the weather was lovely. We'd had a very nice lunch. We were waiting behind this bush for our queue to start walking down and we were just chatting away chatting away it was taking them ages to set it up just sitting there and then we started the walk down and of course all three of us have got our sunglasses on forgotten to take them off (laughs) 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 all the way back up again and start that one again without sunglasses but it was it was fun because we were just sitting there in the sun going wow aren't we lucky <laughs> nice. Who's got another? More about particular oh. scenes, but there are moments when we were shooting a scene that I can remember. For instance, we've, we we filmed in Brighton. It was that bit when I was torturing you on the rock. And there was a scene where we were walking along and I had to pick up a pebble and throw it into the sea. And we were just about to start filming and a man ran forward. I wonder what he was there for. He'd been sitting there all day in a deck chair. Picked up a pebble from the very pebbly beach in Brighton which was no sand, just pebbles, picked up a pebble 100 yards away from me. Here's your pebble, Mr. Baker. And he put it down on the pebbly beach. And they said, Q, and I walked up and picked up a pebble. I could never have found that one. And he was only there because he was a prop man. And there was a prop mentioned in the script. If they hadn't mentioned the pebble, he wouldn't have been there. (laughs) That was a favourite moment. (laughs) I I honestly can't think of a a favourite scene. I really don't know. I love doing the scene with Pat when, well, I loved all the scenes with Pat when I was able to tell him that he was not as bright as he thought he was and that I was much brighter and could sort things out. All those scenes were always my favourites. You know, humility not being Zoe's. um, I love, was it my first story? I can't remember now. Or was it Mind Robber where I was hanging on a wire in a suit, Fraser and I, in a like an astronaut suit. I love doing those sorts of things. Always love doing those sorts of things. Something a bit actiony, bit painful, but a bit actiony. They were always good. Fair as so, uh, well. Of, of course, the vomit-inducing truth is that every scene when you're doing Doctor Who, 
everything. That's the point. Yeah. And the people are so lovely. Yeah. Best job ever. That's why it's hard to choose a favourite, isn't it? It's impossible. The one that sticks out for me was just being witnessing Peter Capaldi's first scene ever, him filming it as the Doctor. Oh wow! Yeah, just watching him play and become the and explore and and then we got to act with him in in a later scene. But yeah, it felt like quite a big moment to be on set watching him, you know, try stuff out. Not he didn't exactly know what he was doing. You know, he hadn't decided on one way to play it. It was very so playful, and I was like, oh wow, this is. He's the doctor. You know, you saw him transform. That was good. Nice. Very nice. Nagio, thank you very much. I think we have time for a few more. So this one's from Jay. What is the funniest or most memorable interaction you've had with a fan? Oh, that's a lot easier, isn't it? <laughs> I had a really interesting one where I was had gone to visit my daughter in Hong Kong. She lives in Hong Kong and uh, her and her family. And it was my grandson's rugby practice on a Sunday morning. We took a boat across because they live on an island called Lama. We took a boat across to Aberdeen, it's called, a little part of Hong Kong, main Hong Kong. And um, we picked him up from rugby. We were walking along this row of restaurants doing what you always do, which is, should we go here? Oh, no, let's go and see what happens in the next one. And you walk along all of them and then you end up back in the one you, you know, yeah. very first one you saw. And we were walking along there and all of a sudden somebody said, my grandson, Max, said to me, Mim, I think somebody's calling your name. And I said, don't be silly, Max. We're in Hong Kong. Don't be daft. And he said, no, seriously. And then I heard, Wendy, Wendy. And I thought, and I turned around and it was a fan called Tim, who we all know, who's uh, was at a lot of conventions, who was actually walking, doing exactly the same thing that we were doing, looking for somewhere to eat. And he had very kindly taken his parents over to Hong Kong because his father fought in the war and was in the Northern Territories and had always wanted to go back. And they were aging and it was Tim's treat to take his parents over there. So I said, I can't believe that it's just such a small world. I mean, that was extraordinary. Absolutely. Wow. Kudos on him for doing that for his for his dad. Absolutely. So Tim, yeah. if you're out there, thank you. Yeah. You're a good you're a right guy. Good man. Who's got another one? As Colin checks all his files. I could hear a cat meowing and I opened the door to see if it was mine. Sorry, that was that was, that was mine. <laughs> and that was, I could hear the cat. Yeah, I've got a couple I could offer you. Oh hello cat. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I've got two, and I'll tell you, there's one that happens quite a lot to anyone who's uh, played a doctor or any of the other. They all want to tell you who their favourite was. Not all. There are some who are very keen on telling you lots about yourself that you may or may not know. <laughs> and there was one who said to me, he came up very excited to meet me, he said, I'm really excited to meet Mr. Baker. You are my fourth favourite. Sixth favourite doctor. I was demoted while he was talking to me. <laughs> I thought, oh, well, that's not bad. Oh, no, then he remembered two others you like better. And the other one was you get asked to sign some very odd things. My most odd was a woman who came up and said, do you sign breast implants? <laughs> do you sign breast implants? I said, well, not while you're, um, have you, uh, and she took it, out of a bag, thank God, um, <laughs> placed it on the table and said, 
That used to be my breast implant. I, I had to have it taken out. I've got another one now. Would you sign it for me? Oh, my God. Wow. I did. Okay. Her $10 <laughs> is as good as anybody wow. else's. Um, that, that's, 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 that's the breast of both worlds. Okay. <laughs> hey. Sing. Oh, Yay. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all weekend. All right. There's no panto this year. I was asked to sign something, but unfortunately... It was still attached to the person. So um, they wanted to get a tattoo of my autograph on their ass, on their bottom. So they'd cut out the pocket of their jeans. It flapped and went up. (laughs) So the difficulty was where to put the other hand. Yes. In order to steady yourself. Yes. To find said particularly hairy and quite difficult to do area. So, like, all right, I'm moving there, move it there, move it there. So yeah, okay. Thank, thank you, Mr. Eggleston, for helping us demonstrate this. So yeah, that's quite memorable. I will get that. I give them credit for doing the flap thing. That's yeah. yeah at least they didn't yeah. just just drop everything down. They thought it through. Wendy, I'm looking at you. Commando, so to speak, and they just had the flap. Yeah, um, but you know, whew. that's quite a dedi- that's quite dedication having that your autograph tattooed on them. Yeah, that's a big fan. It, it, was, a, it was a big space. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, oh, this is Catherine. How about you? Um, again, I can't think of funny moments at the moment, but I guess memorable ones are when you meet fans who your characters had quite a like effect on or like has helped them with something and I guess Jenny being gay in the series I've had a lot of really lovely chats with especially young women who've recently come out or who are struggling with their sexuality or struggling with coming out and how Jenny and Vastra's relationship has really helped them accept it and feel like it's fine and normal and nothing to be ashamed of and because they love Doctor Who they yeah, they're able to sort of relate to it in a really yeah. special way. So I find those really moving and not something I necessarily thought about whilst filming it, which maybe is a bit naive. But, yeah, it's very, you know, lovely to hear that and that it's helped people, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Thank you so much. And, Jay, thank you. That was a great question. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast of Doctor Who panelists. Any final words for our audience before we go? No, but you're very good at that, that chat. Uh, the, the, the less I talk, the more opportunity you can, and that's what that's what everybody's here for. Yeah, keep safe, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In these difficult times, you know, be kind, stay safe, yeah. take care of yourselves, watch Doctor Who, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and listen to Doctor Who. Yes, listen to Big Finish. Yeah. Get your get your big finish. Yes, indeed. Thank you for giving us the opportunity, not yeah. only to meet you, but to meet each other. Yeah, get together. Nice so to you, we meet you, we meet each other, and we all have a good time. And the world of Doctor Who is one that has very, very few that I've ever encountered downsides to it. You're all a bunch of good, caring people, and that's true of people who like fantasy because they knew though the real world is a load of old poo (laughs) they can escape together we can all escape together into our world and welcome yeah 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for joining us here at the GalaxyCon virtual stage. It's been my absolute pleasure to host and serve you all. Thank you to our audience for joining us today. Thank you for those great questions. Bye-bye, everyone. Take care. And please keep washing those hands.